0: Talking Heads,
1: a podcast with Roddy
0: Clear. Right, welcome along to another Talking Heads with myself, Roddy Clear, and thanks very much indeed, as always, for your uh, feedback on previous ones uh, that we've done. Today, I'm revisiting the two old friends. Well, they're not old friends, we've had them on a couple of times, well, once, once each separately. But today, we decided to really uh, test out the technology and see if we can connect uh, right across the world. And I think we have success. I'm talking to Kurtz and I'm talking to Mark.
2: Kurt, you are where again? I'm in Seattle,
1: Washington. And Mark? I'm in Ventura, California, the Ventura Highway, rolling right through my,
0: my neighborhood. There you go. And I'm in, in uh, <laughs> Southeast Ireland. Uh, yeah, technology does work. Welcome again and welcome back to Talking Heads.
2: Good
1: morning, thank, Roddy. Thank you. It's a pleasure talking with you, as always.
0: Yeah, we had to, uh, I, I remember, um, Mark, particularly when we finished talking with you, uh, I think it was you who asked me to keep an eye on the hit rate on uh, both your uh, <laughs> separate um, uh, podcast with me and Kurt's separate podcast I'm sorry Kurt you lost
1: oh. did, I, did I even say that by, um, by quite, quite a
0: large margin I would have to say Oh,
1: what a I'm shame sorry. I'm sorry Kurt I'm very competitive <laughs> in that regard I'm sorry. It's well a, that's because you never shut up Mark I know we, we still love I you never. Mark <laughs> he, Roddy had a, he had to rein me in on every question and I didn't even <laughs> get to answer a lot of your questions adequately Roddy I wish I could revisit them
0: Oh no no it was fine I mean in the, in the time that we had to and, and the subject material and I'm very aware of the fact that uh, people are saying oh my god Roddy's talking about Thin Izzy again with two more of his Thin Izzy friends across the world but <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you know what <laughs> I don't care
1: I don't either. And Rodney just, Rodney, just to finish my thought, let's get the Thin Lizzy out of the way. You made some very salient points that I didn't quite either understand at the time. But when you talked about the, the kind of commercial viability of, of Thin Lizzy, my god, I've been listening and there's, so, there's two or three cuts on every single album. I just heard Sweetheart. The cut you played, King Vengeance, yeah. I mean, those were made for the radio. You talk about the limited uh, radio play they get in Ireland. We would kill to hear a Sarah. No, no, so no, I, no,
0: no they, they get quite an amount of airplay
1: over here. They just, just they limiting, just don't
0: get those songs.
1: Right, right. But every <coughs> album has two or three songs that are just made for the radio. You were absolutely right about that. You talked about uh, also without the missteps and if they had the awareness, they could have been on the highest echelons of the Led Zeppelins. They should oh, have been. yeah. I think they and should have been. You know. and, and they could have been. And you also made a very important point where you said – uh, if their mo- music was in a movie, that would probably be the best way, and that was brilliant, because I think that is probably, if they could get, say, for example, Sarah in a movie, or some movie mm. that caught the public's attention, they would get much more visibility. And, yeah, I think and they run.
0: have been featured in a couple of films down the years, but nothing nothing major, major ever came out of it. There's a documentary which I thought was due for release around about now. Um, I haven't heard anything, unless unless now something turns up next week um, in the lead up to his birthday. Uh, there's a documentary which I think I spoke to you, Mark, about, um, whereby it's not a film as such, they're, but what they're doing is they're concentrating on 10 of his best known pieces of work, or, or 10, 10 that people would, would recognize almost straight away. Um, and they're going to concentrate on those and they also keep well away from the dark side of Philip, shall we call it, which I was very pleased to hear because I'm so fed up of hearing about people going on about his drug addiction and all of that. Let's, and, know, let's I, talk
1: about his brilliance.
0: Yeah, That's exactly. what added. So I haven't heard yeah. anything about that just at the moment, but as soon as I will do hear about it, I'll be posting about it, obviously. And now it's quite possible that something could be posted even as I speak, but uh, so far, no. You know. Well,
2: you know, Lizzie, they also, they missed the whole video revolution too. You know, with with MTV and all that. That's true, uh, yeah. I, I mean, who knows what would have happened after that. I mean, you know, I think that Phil is such a charismatic yeah. person. Uh, he, he probably could have captured the imaginations, you know.
0: Yeah, because let's be honest, some of the videos that they did do for the songs weren't exactly top rate. They, <laughs> they were, were very cheesy. They were
1: not. Yeah, they were kind of cheesy. They yeah. But, uh, but having said that, like I said, Roddy, I'm I I take pleasure in understanding that you and I and we understand the significance. If the whole world sure. don't get it, I, I I take some solace that we do. So. Uh, that's all that matters to me. But you made these very important points, and that during the podcast, I was so busy rambling on that I didn't get <laughs> to you know, acknowledge how great uh, points those were.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm just looking for a glass of water here because there it is. I, I have this tickle in my throat, and it's annoying the hell out of me, and I don't want to stop recording hmm. just for the sake of a glass of water. You know.
1: No, keep <laughs> going. Don't try this at home, kids. He's a trained professional. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's, there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people who would beg to differ on that, but we we leave it we leave it at that. So how have things been in uh, your various worlds since we spoke last, Kurt?
2: Oh, pretty peachy. Uh, you know, I'm just uh, I, I I actually attended a fortieth uh, birthday last night, and I have to do another one today. Believe it or not,
0: that's <laughs> a tough life. Two parties in a row. And that's tough going.
2: <laughs> yeah right no i'm just keeping busy doing my packaging designs and all that like i always do and yeah uh i i actually i i had a, a performance last week in hollywood believe it or not uh and i sang 27 songs it was really my first gig, at a,
1: gig. at a 40 at a, at a 40, 40 50th birthday party i'm sorry mark are you there at a at a 50th birthday Did party right mark? no no, hey, mark can, is
0: there. i can hear him oh go yeah. ahead kurt i'm oh. sorry can you hear oh, him, Kurt? Getting
2: bed. No, go ahead, Mark. I can hear you now. I'm sorry. Well, you dropped out.
1: It was another birthday party you performed. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Birth- I'm, I'm available
2: for birthday parties <laughs> and puppet shows. And
1: bar mitzvahs <laughs> and all the rest. Yeah, bar mitzvahs,
2: right? Yeah, How about? Yeah, how about- my, bro- my friend turned 50, and I and he wanted me to sing at his party. So I said, sure, let's do it.
0: Yeah, and you have a bit of a handy voice there, Kurt.
2: <laughs> well, uh, according to some, I do. Yeah, um, <laughs> Not yeah the but it was have heard. It was a blast. I was I was actually accompanied by a terrific band, uh, for, uh, six six uh, additional musicians, and uh, you know we had the sax and clarinet. It was beautiful. It was, it was a real experience for me. I loved it. So now I'm thinking, geez, maybe I could actually do this, you know, on the side for a living, you know.
0: How about you, uh, Mark? What, what's been happening with you?
1: I've just been enjoying my summer, working hard, playing hard. Um, you know, I got to talk to Kurt last a couple of days ago. He's coming out uh, to visit. Uh, next weekend. so we'll yeah, spend next we- the-
2: Actually, Wednesday, I'm coming
1: out. Yeah, so we'll spend the week jamming. We'll, we, we're playing a little backyard shindig on Saturday. So, yeah, this guy's really getting around. And I tell you, uh, <laughs> Roddy, if you get a chance to go, go onto his uh, Facebook page. He's, he's got a little montage of uh, all these songs that he sang at this last show. And you'll see how talented he is. He's really. Uh,
0: I don't he's know, just- I have been. I have been. I've been in there. I've tortured myself.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm you, kidding.
1: I tell you, Roddy, I love playing with him because he's so talented, and I and you know it's just talent is what it is. I I can't even be jealous. He doesn't. He's never studied music. He doesn't even practice music. He just gets up there and sings like he wouldn't believe. I have to work very hard at a certain level of confidence. Huh. Uh, Uh, But he just, he just got it. So, you know, I think
2: that I attribute that to my, my youth. When I I just listened to music, I would listen for hours and hours on end, you know, six hours, seven, eight hours and uh, uh, sort of like a sponge, you know, and uh, I I would, I would draw at the same time. You know, I think somehow these two things, these two worlds got connected in my brain and, um, and I just, I I just listened so closely to the, to the sounds and the music and and the, the 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 vocal uh, you know the inflections and all that stuff so I try to capture that when I when I'm singing these songs well, it's the
0: but thing, I, I love it the thing about it is I have I have two guitars I have an electric and an acoustic and I can play neither let alone hold them so I, I, I I'm <laughs> full of all I always enjoy like, somebody like you Kurt would always annoy me because <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're you're the guy that would turn up at a party and you're the guy anybody somebody would say Anybody got a guitar? up nope, come the Kurtz of this world, and they exactly. blow everybody out, and they put all those other guys in the shade, and so we could never get the women.
2: Uh, As a result. Well, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that came lot. later. Yeah,
0: fair enough. But well, there's
2: an interesting, actually, an interesting thing about the guitar, Roddy. Uh, my brother played guitar, uh, he played electric guitar, and he actually played with Mark.
1: Oh, that's
2: how I knew Kurt. Right, and, and then when he would, when we shared a room, a bedroom, and so when he would leave the room and go away, you know, uh, he'd, he'd say, "Don't touch my fucking guitar," you know. I said, "Oh no, I'm never going to touch your guitar, Billy." Uh, and then of course I'd touch his guitar and I'd, I'd pick it up. But I was a lefty, you know. I was a left-handed, and he was a right-handed, so I learned to, to, to play the guitar upside down and backwards, which is kind of uh, unique. Uh, Dick Dale did it. A couple others did. Yeah. it. Yeah. Well, there yeah, you so go.
0: It, it proves the theory again. They often say that left-handed people are very talented at many things, and that seems to be bearing
2: out with you as well. Uh, I, you you could say that, I guess. Yeah, it yeah, uh,
1: seems to be the way. A they, lot of different know. things. Different they things seem to let's tend- not toot my own horn. Let's move on. <laughs> no, but, but I'm a lefty too, Kurt, so... They tend to do well in certain artistic endeavors, also in certain sporting uh, occasions. Like a a, a lot of right-handed boxers don't know how to deal with a left-handed boxer. They don't have a lot of experience, so a lot of times, you know, uh, left-handers work in American baseball in certain positions very well because they just uh, have—they're not used to seeing left-handed people do it. So they—they'll oftentimes have a niche. But there's only 17 percent of us, Roddy. I'm very proud to be in that. For, well, in that, uh,
0: over here in Ireland, you would be called a kithog. So uh, oh. the next the next time you're in company and the subject of left-handed people comes up, yeah, I'm a kithog. It's, it's basically a a, it basically it means I'm a left-hander. Kithog, left hand.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be think... an
1: association with the like the devil. The, the, the... We were talking to someone recently, and they they expressed the you know need to be able to switch people over from left-handed to right-handed. I said, no, that's kind of old old-fashioned. Uh, at least from this century. Well, in, in uh, this
0: in this country, many years ago, well, not that many years ago. Say, within the last fifty, sixty years, if you are left-handed, if you wrote with your left hand. Uh, the teaching institutions over here would wallop you over the left hand and order you to write with your right hand. So many people over here who are naturally left handed had been forced to write with the, right, with the right hand. That's how mucked up this country was back then.
1: Well, when I, oh, yeah, that's, my that's only
0: touching on the subject.
1: Right. You know, Mm -hmm. my my grandmother wanted to switch me over from her old country. I remember the first time I played a ukulele, they gave us all in kindergarten a ukulele, and we played this land is your land. And I held mine left-handed, and the the teacher was very persistent, said, Mark, you need to play it right-handed. I can't teach you individually. Why is it? I wondered. Yeah, it seems to be a
0: worldwide thing then. Why why were people so insistent that if you were left-handed, you had to write right-handed? As you were saying, probably the devil thing.
1: Well, but also because of the uniformity, she, I could understand that she couldn't teach me separately. It would be, for me, it would be, I'd, I'd need my own personal lesson. So I think it, because it was the exception and not the rule for the sake of expediency, they just said everybody do it the same way. Mm-hmm. But it does go back to that devil thing. My grandmother thought it was evil. And, <laughs> uh, and I well, thought, at least she
2: lets you keep playing the ukulele.
1: <laughs> they let me play, and I learned to get through the song right-handed, but I tell you, it never felt natural. It's a pity time, you don't have it
0: there with you. You could give us a demonstration.
1: Yeah, I could, but but when I, when I started to play guitar, it didn't feel natural. And yeah. When I first had a guitar at 10 years old, I just would shake, it in the, shake and play, think like I was playing it in the mirror, thinking like Elvis, shake like Elvis. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and that's where it felt natural, so I uh, persisted on with being left-handed. But uh, you know, if people were switched over or all uniform, there would have been no Jimi Hendrix, yeah, uh, or no Paul McCartney. Yeah. God, thank God for left-handed people. I'm in a very exclusive club, and I'm very proud of it. But um, yeah. we had that discussion recently with somebody who thought we needed to be switched over.
0: <laughs> strange thinking that people had, and strange superstitions they had back when you know back in those days and thank god as you say that uh, sense prevailed in many cases um for for my part and you touched on it um mark before we started recording um uh, last weekend there was a big festival here that i'm heavily involved right. with and, uh, you you just maybe that you're trying to figure out how to pronounce it
1: i, I wanted to understand the origins and it seemed very uh bohemian to me very uh it, I, I was trying to find out about the traditions and the origins. So t- tell well, us it's, a little bit. It, yeah, yeah. That's well, like for,
2: insects or something.
1: <laughs> well, no. What it is is it's
0: um it's called spree. Uh, anybody listening spree. The, from, from Waterford now will will kind of maybe prick their ears up a little bit. And it's 27 years ago it started, and it started out with a bunch of people who just decided one Sunday afternoon. Well, they didn't decide on that afternoon, but they decided that they would put something together. Uh, because Waterfords and Ireland even uh, back then was quite grey, and there wasn't a lot of fun. And that, Well, there was, but, you know, it, 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 there was a lack of colour, really, in general terms. And they decided to put on this parade, really, uh, from one end of the town to the other, and went down onto the, the quayside here, in where I am, and uh, just generally have a good afternoon. And it was really well received. And I remember saying to somebody at the time that, uh, gosh, i'd love to get involved in that because i'm a little bit i'm one of those people who i don't like to stand on the sidelines of these things uh, if i can get involved with it, with it i would and like, it was a very small very 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 small affair at that particular time and i didn't even know they didn't even know if it would uh, uh, continue on the following year that was 1993 so it was called spree 93 because it kind of rolled off the tongue there was a bit of poetic poetry in there and so um (coughs) excuse me and uh, so it did happen the following year and i remember approaching one of the organizers and saying you know what you really need here is somebody to announce what's coming up because they had expanded a little bit the following year and um, i said there's a lot of volunteers involved in it i'm not a carpenter i'm not a painter Mm -hmm. I'm i'm not anything like that but i said what i do for a living is speak but i can't speak so i kind of went from there and uh now twenty seven years on, it's a three day festival. It's um in its heyday back in the late nineties into the two thousands and when funding was very easy to get and lots of it. They had some incredible acts from all over the world, all these street artists. And the whole the whole emphasis on of it is is to bring uh art to the streets and back then uh, Waterford people in particular were a bit bemused about these strange-looking creatures, people dressed up in strange <laughs> costumes walking around the streets. Now it's not like, over here to be the bank holiday weekend, the August bank holiday, but uh, it, it became so popular that it's no longer known as the spree, as the August bank holiday weekend. It's known as the spree weekend, and everybody knows what that means. And it's an incredible, uh, and it's actually quite difficult to describe to anybody who hasn't ever seen it, but. It's just three. Everything is free, by the way. Um, the public don't. Oh, you're kidding! Everything. Wow. Um, the each each of the acts are paid by uh, the spree organization through funding that they can get and wow. uh, do- donations from the public and people in it's the wonderful. area. Yeah, people in the area regard it as being their own and. Uh, the highlight of it then is you've probably seen the photographs of myself dressed up in some pretty strange looking. Yeah, I love it.
1: <laughs>
2: each, each year there's Did you a. You make par- those costumes yourself?
0: Well, yes. There's 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 a team of people that do that. There's a team of people who make the actual floats as well. And every year there's a different theme, and it's not like just an ordinary parade. It's a spree parade, so you can always expect the unexpected. And as you saw myself there, dressed up in what is known as the dark as a darkness, uh, the darkness people and then following on behind us and the theme this year was all at sea so basically the th- the, the the message of the parade was uh, um, we start off with the, the the float that I was involved with, we are the, the future and how the sea and everything has been ruined because of our neglect as humans of, of our environment so mm-hmm. we, the whole parade then mm. is based on different sea creatures and um, it's great great fun and the public love it and then there's a firework display at the end of it all but uh yeah, what does that like,
2: term mean? If I could interrupt you for a moment. Yeah. All at sea. There's a song by Jamie Collum that I love. It's called All at Sea.
0: Uh, um, what does that term actually mean? I think well, the way I would interpret it, if somebody's all at sea, it means they're completely mixed up. They're, they're, they don't, oh, okay. they're, they're afloat. They're drifting. They're all at sea. Mm. I think oh, so. I, I, may be, I, I can stand it. corrected on that, you know.
2: Okay.
1: So, love yeah, it. so that's what love Spree it. is, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it looks
2: like a lot of fun. Man, you look- go to
1: that. Oh, it looked amazing, and and it looked like street art, performance art. Parade. That's exactly it. Also, yeah, it was so, uh, and there was musical performances. I thought it just looked amazing. So, so what community does has embraced it, or, rep, or does it represent a certain community or city? No, or no, no.
0: It just represents, represents from all o-
1: the whole from city. All over Pardon? Do people from all over the area region come, or is it? Well, oh, people
0: from all over the country. There's people who, over the last twenty odd years, make it their destination every year at the same time hail rain or shine and the, the biggest problem we have in this country which you you probably well you've already <laughs> experienced but in the summertime you're not guaranteed long spells of weather like you perhaps would be in out in Ventura you know the summer comes that's it you know the summer's in and there would be the occasional shower of rain perhaps uh, and likewise in Seattle, I don't, I'm not quite sure of the, of the different climates there. But here, as you you guys have discovered on your various uh, uh, trips over here, you're never guaranteed one day is going to be completely dry. Likewise with Spree, we we just have mm-hmm. to keep our fingers crossed. Like last year was brilliant; the entire weekend was was rain free. This year, we had a re- with a lovely day on Friday, but Saturday night was rained out. Sunday it was raining. It was okay until about maybe five o'clock. It started to pour out of the heavens. Uh, Eight o'clock, it stopped, and the and the parade managed to go ahead uh, without any rain. So we were lucky. We got lucky this year, you know. Wow, um, nice, had it been nice. this weekend, it would have been washed out because it was pretty pretty mucky all the weekend. <coughs> well,
1: keep well, some like like those it, of those it.
2: photos. Yeah, thing. we
1: we were able to live vicariously. That's how we found out about it, Roddy, and it was just it was it's just so amazing. So I wanted to hear about that. It's it's impressive that you've been involved for so long. That's incredible. Oh, there's other people yeah.
0: who who do an awful lot more. Like the majority of the people that work on it, the vast majority of people that work on it are all volunteers. They all give up their their free time to, and it can be sometimes it can be bloody hard work, and in atrocious weather sometimes. Uh, thankfully, not too often. But uh, everybody does it. They do they do it free of charge. They do it for the, as we say, the crack. And uh, <laughs> and there's yep. there's plenty of that. And there's something very special about it. And it's it's very much a family and everybody knows everybody. And they, you know, certain people have certain jobs. And uh, then you get youngsters every year getting involved in stewarding who look after stages or, uh, for example, every act. Uh, would have somebody attached to them who really look after their every need. Not quite literally, but you know, if they need something for their act, they'll make sure that they have it at each performance and that they're at their performance venue on time and, and all that kind of thing. And it's, it's very well organized. And, and that's one of the reasons for its uh, great success down the years that um, people know what to expect and they know that it's going to be safe for the kids. And also Watford City Centre is very much uh, open to the kind of festival that it is the streets are very safe there's no traffic going through it mm-hmm. uh, you know so and it so it just that lends itself very well you know i'm sure you yeah. must have festivals of that sort over in your own general areas
1: we we do we do we do no, no, ins-
2: no, giant insects though.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just so creative and so imaginative. It just looked it, like yeah, a bunch it of yeah, looked like font.
2: something out of like a Coraline movie or something. It was yeah, really yeah. unique, very, well, very unique. Well, I, I, I direct
1: you then towards
0: their their website spree dot com and go into the gallery there and look back at previous years because again, coming back to what I said earlier on about funding, there's a lot of stuff that. We used to do back well sorry I'm kind of digressing slightly there a lot of things we used to do back then that we can't do now and that's mainly because of health and safety uh you know we can't mm. use real fire anymore god damn it <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you what know shame. yeah and, and, and back back in those days there were some terrific um uh items in the floating you know, of burning wolves' heads you know massive big heads <laughs> with, within the, like the wicker man I like you it. know another kind of thing it's just amazing and uh uh, yeah, the, the 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 team that that create those are, are very very creative, and uh, every year they 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 never fail. Mind you, having said that, Spree is not just. This is like one big advert for Spree. It's great. Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they're not just confined to that one weekend. I mean, they they they've become so big now that they have been commissioned to uh, to to create a float for various different things. So they were involved in the Pride uh, Festival in Dublin. Uh, a couple of weeks back, and they had the Yellow Submarine in that, which was also in in, in the parade this year. But they and then mm. St Patrick's Day in Dublin, then they'd do something down in Cork, or you know. So it, it has expanded, and their name has become synonymous now with uh, street performance
1: and street theatre. Excellent. Yeah. Looks like it. They look like an amazing. Cool. So thank yeah. you for sharing, Roddy. I yes. what Well, you did weird. ask. <laughs> no, you would. I mean, even on Facebook, if you hadn't posted that, we would have never even known what that was about. Yeah, and sure. uh, good on you for being involved for so long, and good on you for being out there this year, especially. So, uh, Roddy, right. no,
2: me, and, me and uh, Mark were discussing uh, after after uh, Mark's little session. Well, I wanted to find out from you. What, what certain well, you asked me about you know some of the the, the Irish music and the influences in, in America and stuff like that, and I mentioned a few you know boomtown rats, was of course my big my biggest uh, influence growing up, but I wanted to ask you about your some of the American bands and that, how they affected you or you know maybe they're not even on your radar well there's um, the thing
0: when when I started doing radio back in before dinosaurs were existing. Uh, <laughs> uh, 19, 1979, 80, thereabouts. Yeah, 1979 yeah. was my first venture onto radio. I mean, I was just a kid, and, and radio was just a bit of a laugh. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think I, I, um, the, the station I was involved with then, they introduced what? me to bands it may sound strange now, but bands like the Eagles or bands like Steely Ooh. Dan, and a lot of that West coast America stuff. Yeah. yeah, um, You know, and, and I was fascinated by this because to me at that time, as you will accept, uh, thin as were my one and only band. And that's all I really listened to. I just did not care for anything mm-hmm. else other than other Irish bands that I became interested in as a result of listening to them. But radio came along and yeah, all that kind of music was introduced well. to me. And, uh, I was glad of it, especially now, at, at this stage of my life, that the the the, the, uh, the knowledge and the interest I have in lots of kind of music, not just Thin Lizzie. Obviously, they'll be my top dogs, but everything else. People ask me that question all the time. What do you like outside of Thin Lizzie? And it's easy enough to answer it. And I think that's because I've worked on radio, and I worked on music radio particularly. So I was influenced, and, and I was being bombarded by all these incredible bands at the time. Like, as I say, the Eagles were... We're only fledgling. They're only, you know, uh, coming out of the eggs at that stage, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. you know, kind of growing up with those bands, I suppose that's at the age I'm at, that, you know, you can remember all those bands, anything that's coming out now, and they try some new stunts. i seen that before. You know, it's been done before and done better and by better bands and, and done it was much more a plume and all the rest of it, you know. Oops.
2: Mm-hmm. I just saw that's a fantastic that. film, a documentary called Echoes in the Canyon. Have you heard of that film?
1: can't say i have no
2: it's a, it's a new it's a documentary film it's an independent yeah it's movie.
1: just out now but there was oh, go ahead kurt
2: yeah i was just saying it's, it it uh, it touches on all of that uh that uh, west coast that laurel canyon music uh that came out of that uh that scene like uh you know the eagles and the the beach boys and uh mm. you know buffalo springfield all that neil young all that stuff beautiful have you, beautiful
0: have you come across um a film by the name, I'm just trying to uh, recall it, um, I Am What I Play. Uh, I haven't—I can't say that I have. I haven't seen it myself, but it, it deals with a lot of the big American FM radio presenters back in the in the seventies and the huge influence. Oh, had I would
2: and, love to hear that. I would and, love to. See yeah,
0: that. It, it looks it looks fascinating. I, I, I can't recall any of the presenters' names, but there were big, big names. Hmm. So big, Jim I mean, Ladd,
2: I imagine, is one of them. Jim possibly, Ladd
0: yeah. It, it was there were, there were kind of people who all they had to do was play the song by Kurt Dawson, and bang, suddenly you were huge because he gave you a uh, an endorsement or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, that's you, how it worked. You wish, said you, yeah. you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. behind
1: he, that was the payola
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, that's what killed it all,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. In the couch. There's another interesting documentary that kind of blew my mind was called The Wrecking Crew. Uh, so during the 60s, there was a group of studio musicians who yep. basically played I've on I've seen that, pop. yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. And, and talk about Millie Vanilli. They played on every pop music <laughs> song from Sonny and Cher to the Beach Boys to... Anything that was produced, there was a group of studio musicians in Hollywood that hanged mm-hmm. out rock and roll. Well, and, it was the
0: same with the Motown sound, wasn't it? With the Funk Brothers.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: Who played in oh, all the great Who played in all the great Motown songs, but never got the credit? or the money?
1: Right, or oh, the sax mm-hmm. guys too. But but I, I wanted to go back to your earlier radio day here and your American influence, Roddy. In 1979, just for the record, that's the year I graduated. And I know you were young because I saw a <laughs> video of you interviewing <laughs> Phil. And, boy, you were a kid, man. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I had mean, hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. oh, I got to check that oh, What's more, I had yeah. brown hair and <laughs> long hair. There's <laughs> a video of Roddy interviewing Phil. And he was a young. Uh, could have been, must have been 18, 17 years old or something. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, 17, I think. And, and one wow. of these podcasts, we might be running out of time here, Roddy. I want you to tell Kurt the uh the story of the first time you saw thin lizzie that one story was so funny it was worthy of a movie scene or something oh, well, at, at the risk of of, of, of entertaining
0: of, at the risk of boring the um the pants off the listeners again yeah very quickly that was i was about 12 and i was already into the band at that stage and this was when it was eric bell phil and brian downey and uh they were they were playing in in a, a local venue in Kilkenny where which is my hometown. And uh, I begged my mother to go she said, No, you're way too young, you're not going, end up. That's it. You know, go to your room. You Twelve, well,
1: right? Twelve, thirteen <laughs> years of age.
0: Yeah. And uh, um, being the rebel I was at that stage I decided I'm going to this bloody concert. I don't care. So I said good night in a hope, I'm going to bed. And out the back window I went down to the venue, climbed in Climbed in the window of the toilets, ended up with my foot stuck in the bowl. The bouncer caught me, and I begged, I begged him to let me stay. And all I can remember of that, day, and I think I said that to you, Mark, the last time, all I can remember of that concert was the silhouette of Phil on stage, the big afro, and the song Hero and the Madman playing. And that was my introduction to sing them live. I was aware of them, obviously, before mm. that. But that was the first time I ever saw them live. And I think I can honestly say I would be one of the few people who have seen that band uh, in every incarnation, from Eric through to the classic lineup, through to Snowy, through to Gary Moore, through to John Sykes. Uh, I've seen them play in all with all those lineups. And uh, uh, probably the one I didn't see was with major, but I wouldn't really count see, that I too much. I
1: throw in that. <laughs> Yeah, I would I, would,
0: I, would, I would. I wouldn't quite count that one as the same, because even though he did play with them, but he he wasn't a, an official member, if you like. Yeah, he you know. flew
1: over to some other, like maybe just to help other out.
0: Yeah, help out. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: so that
0: was but, my influence, and that was, and then of that's course, that's
2: remarkable.
0: And now we have yep. um, we have the um, the birthday coming up on the twentieth of August, and of course, Filomena passed away this year. God bless her. And uh, yes. that would be quite poignant, that particular, uh, it's on the 18th this year. It's on a Those Sunday. The
1: bash. the
0: bash. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just the mm-hmm. Philip Line birthday party. <laughs> oh, the, the, oh ba- okay. The Bash mm-hmm. is something totally different. That's just oh, a bit, okay. you know. So that's, you know, and, and I know people would say, oh, he's off again talking about them. But it, it is very special then. There's something very special about that group of people. that We've known each other now, pretty much all of us, for about the bones of 30 years. We've uh, yeah. been going to the vibes and been going to the to the, the party and all that, and just keeping in touch with with each other like yourselves on on the internet. And uh, you know, uh, I, I'm a great believer in in having a passion for something, be it following Thin Lizzy or stamp collecting or watching birds. Whatever, or, you know,
1: absolutely. I
0: think I think having mm-hmm. a passion is 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 amazing. Uh, it
1: my, is. It's mine and yours
0: it's, just happens to be this band.
1: Right, right, and I and I can see why you do you did make this your band because you essentially risk your life for this band. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's I I, I, I I was going to say this is a bit of an exaggeration, but you wouldn't be too far off.
1: But I tell you, I know how you feel when you see that artist, you see that silhouette fill up there. That's magical. That is something that lasts you a lifetime. I know that feeling.
2: Yeah,
0: well, um, I know the I know that his music has helped me through some very rotten times. Uh, absolutely, not, not least of which, quite recently, and you know, yeah, just to be able to listen to his music, uh, as you all know, with any kind of music, it just takes you away from from the crap and the shit and the, everything that's going mm-hmm. on around you, and just for a few minutes. And, and those few minutes comfort. are vital.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Comfort and soulless. I mean, it makes you feel uh, alive again, and it helps you get. It, it is good medicine, no doubt.
0: So, when did you guys hope to get over to Ireland again? Are you coming over in January?
2: That's the, that's the hope. Um, it, it's, it's a toughie, though. This one's a toughie.
0: Yeah, I can um, understand yeah. that. It's it's a long way to come.
2: It, it certainly is. I think I think the mood's going to be quite different as well. Do you?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of hard to know what way things will pan out. And, I mean, it, certainly the, the upcoming party, the birthday party, will be uh, very poignant. Um, right. so, but I think it will also be quite a celebration because Philomena was not one for sitting back on it and she would want everybody to go out and enjoy themselves as well and quite apart from where is, else, where is
2: that where's that, is that, that Hoth, event it's out in hoath
0: out in hoath yeah
2: do you buy tickets or what is no it? no
0: it's a freebie you just walk in
2: okay you just walk in it, right. it's
0: not a, it's not a it's not a concert it's, oh there's it's, no band playing oh no, there are, there are bands playing, but it's not it's not a concert, you know it's not it's not a kind of like the vibe, it's not like a tribute oh, I see. you just walk I in see. and the the venue doesn't lend itself very well for a concert type situation, but there is music, and there's some good bands, mm-hmm. I think thin mm-hmm. as Lizzie are playing at it again this year and uh, mm-hmm. you know no, and, and, right. and but really, what it is is just a social gathering, and people talk about mm-hmm. him and talk about themselves and just 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 get together and it's it's all friends meeting up again. Absolutely. Uh, It's like it's like your high school
1: reunion and celebration. And you're right, Philomena would not want to have anybody not celebrate. Yeah, uh, she
0: she would want she would want it to be fun and and that's what will happen. She was yeah, I think she was quite pragmatic. She knew that she was uh, her last days were coming along and that was it, you know, and I, I'll tell you something when we finished recording here, because it's a bit too private to put on something like this, but, uh, you know, she mm-hmm. she doesn't, um, she didn't uh, uh, pull any punches, she knew what was going on and she was quite, I think she was quite happy to let go, because she, mm-hmm. in her head, she, she was definitely going to meet Philip again and anybody right. else in her family that had gone before right. her, you know, so... It, while it was very sad, it was also, I kind of took comfort from the fact knowing that she was happy with that. And uh, mm-hmm. she's back with Philip again. And, right. you know, if that's the way it, she wants to think or anybody thinks, that's great. And it gives people comfort. It's good for them, you it know. Could,
1: absolutely. Yeah, good for her.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, wonderful story, Roddy. There you go. So, listen,
0: we've had a good thirty-five minutes or so chatting away. It's great, and I'm glad this little conference thing of ours worked out. And I'm trying to get back into these podcasts. Anybody listening to this at the moment um, will know um that the podcast dropped off there for quite a few months and, and they know the reason why and I think I mentioned that on to both of you when we were talking but it's kind of the mojo's coming back albeit very slow and I think I get back <laughs> yes. to a, I get back to a regular weekly one and and I've expanded it a little bit I, my previous one that you may have heard was with a tattoo artist uh while he was tattooing me
2: <laughs> <laughs> i missed that one no it's, it it, 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 it's, there, it it's
0: it's there it's it's there it only went up the other day well, recently so looking forward
2: to listening to that
0: yeah it's, it's a bit of fun and and um I don't ever intend these podcasts to be anything other than what we, we've just spoken about and if we end up speaking about Thin Lizzy again I, as I said at the outset, I don't care people don't like it, you can just it could yeah. happen, it all roads
2: happen. lead to Thin Lizzy yes. well, they always do,
0: and anybody it that knows me, all
1: together in their universe yeah, I,
0: always, I will always find an opportunity to talk about him, no matter this, what the situation <laughs> is, or somebody could be having a conversation with me, and they might say something <laughs> like, you know, Elradi, how you doing it's I'm grand, you know, it's, yeah, you do anything you want to, yep, that's what Phil said <laughs> <laughs> this kind of thing, you know. I'd always find a reference to him somewhere along the way, and the joke with a lot of people here is, oh, God, he's off again, you know. But I, I, I hope they mean it in a nice, lighthearted way, which I'm sure they do, you know. They do, and these yeah.
2: things, like you said, you can talk about any damn thing you want. So
1: That's it. That's it. But, but well, I look forward said,
0: to... to I look forward to standing on a, on a double street late at night, early in the morning, with a oh, gin no. in one hand and a burger in the other, and we have... <laughs> You know, that hits
1: the spot. That would hit the spot. Yeah, yeah. It's I it, can't wait.
0: It, it be, it's become almost a tradition now at, at this yeah, stage. Really. You
2: know, <laughs> I love it. And Ursula has to join us.
0: No, she's away somewhere uh, in the country here actually at the moment on holiday. So um, probably eventually oh, wow. end up hearing this and all that. All that gang. Uh, we'll get an opportunity to have a listen if, if they want and have a bit of a laugh. And I invite them all to get in touch with me if they mm-hmm. want to come onto our podcast. And we'll have a no-natter and bore the pants off other people talking about the race <laughs> yet again. You know, maybe we could have a six, have fun, okay. maybe we could have a sixteen or seventeen-way chat. It'd be some crack, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would. <laughs> Everybody trying to get a word in somewhere. It'd be, it'd be like the United <laughs> Nations. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always. And, um, thank you Roddy I, I look forward to seeing you both uh, please God in January if, that, if, if it's meant to be and uh, if not well, I'm sure we'll catch up somewhere down the line we uh, certainly well, well.
2: I, it I was a great to way to spend a Saturday morning Yeah.
0: yeah. What, we, what we'll do now in future is um, for these com- these calls together we'll, we'll actually decide on a theme that we will talk about each year uh, each, each time so as not to be kind of doing the same old stuff over and over again that people will get tired of
2: <laughs> that sounds fantastic
1: Yeah, I can't wait. We'd love to just sit here and chat away, Roddy. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Kurt and Mark, uh, Seattle and Ventura, correct? Ventura,
1: California. California,
0: California, all right. California, yay. We
2: we will talk (laughs) to you again,
0: and mind how you go, and uh, we'll see you in the next cartoon, as everybody seems
1: to say. (laughs) Thank you, guys. guys. Have a great weekend. Hey, thanks, everyone, for listening. Talking Heads, a podcast with Roddy Clear.